This is BT Techno, a regular podcast series for financial advisors wanting to remain at the forefront of strategy, regulatory and industry news. Hello everyone, my name is Michael Tran, Technical Services Consultant in the BT Technical Services team, a group of qualified individuals who can help you as advisors answer any technical advice strategy related queries you might have. Last week was episode 69 of our fortnightly BT Academy technical webinar series where I spent time detailing the implications of the impending indexation of the general transfer balance cap and the total super balance thresholds for non-concessional contributions, uh, both of which will apply from 1 July 2023. Now, given the number of questions and interactions during the live session, I thought today is a good chance to revisit some of the key discussion points from the webinar. The most popular theme involved the method used to determine the proportionate indexation of a client's transfer balance cap or their personal transfer balance cap specifically. Some advisors asked why the formula did not multiply the unused percentage by $300,000, with the $300,000 with their rationale being that this is the total indexation since 1 July 2017, or since when the cap was first introduced, uh, as at inception it was $1.6 million, and with the general transfer balance cap increasing to $1.9 million from 1 July 2023. Well, the reason why, firstly, as a refresher to the session, we discussed the three broad categories of clients that advisors will encounter in the lead up to 1 July 2023. The first included those who have never, ever held a retirement phase pension between 1 July 2017 and 30 June 2023. For these clients, their personal transfer balance cap will be equal to the general transfer balance cap of $1.9 million from 1 July 2023. Now put more simply, essentially those who haven't made use of the tax-free environment of retirement phase since the transfer balance cap rules were introduced, they would benefit from the entirety of the new cap. The second category involved those who had at some stage since the rules were introduced fully utilized or even exceeded their personal transfer balance cap. For these clients, they would not receive any indexation at all from 1 July 2023. In other words, their cap would remain where it was. The last category, which is where the method we reviewed was relevant, is if a client had partially used up their personal transfer balance cap between 1 July 2017 and 30 June 2023. As a reminder, the method for these clients were... Step number one, find the highest ever transfer balance account figure the client has held. If this occurred on multiple dates, we take the earliest incidence of this. Step number two, calculate the percentage of this highest ever transfer balance account figure um, as a proportion of the client's personal transfer balance cap on this date. We will round this percentage down as well to the nearest whole percentage. This works out the used proportion. Step number three, we take the solution in step number two away from 100%. This will determine the unused proportion. Step number four, take the result in step number three and multiply this by the indexation amount anticipated from 1 July 2023, that is the $200,000. Step number five, take the solution in step number four 
add this to the client's personal transfer balance cap just before 1 July, this will give you the personal transfer balance cap from 1 July 2023. Now the query asked by advisors related to step number four namely, which was why was the unused proportion multiplied by $200,000 rather than $300,000? Um, the queries that are received from advisors, um, it, they included their reasoning behind this, which was that the cap increased from $1.6 million to $1.9 million since the first transfer balance cap figure. So why is it not $300,000? In short, the reason why it is $200,000 is because the method used to determine the, the indexation from 1 July 2023, um, and this assumes you already have the client's personal transfer balance cap just before this round of indexation. That is um, what the value was at 30 June 2023. The client's personal transfer balance cap just before 1 July 2023 indexation will already include their share of the indexation that occurred from 1 July 2021. So if we use $300,000 now, we're effectively double counting that $100,000 that occurred in 1 July 2021. To elaborate further, another reason why we don't simply multiply the overall $300,000 increase is because a client's unused proportion can change over time. For example, a client may have an unused proportion of 50% just before 1 July 2021, when they had, let's say, started a retirement phase pension of $800,000 when the cap was $1.6 million. So in 1 July 2021, they received 50% of the indexation of the $100,000 increase, or in other words, $50,000. However, let's say between 1 July 2021 to 30 June 2023, they may have started another pension. For example, if they started a new pension on an additional $355,000 between 1 July 2021 and 30 June 2023. You'll note here that they'll no longer have an unused proportion of 50% when calculating the indexation increase from 1 July 2023. Applying the method we just outlined, the client's unused proportion will be updated to be 30%. They'll only receive 30% of the $200,000 indexation or $60,000. As a result of the course of events since 1 July 2017, this particular client received 50% of the first $100,000 indexation back in July 2021 but they'll only receive 30% of the $200,000 indexation from 1 July 2023. You can clearly see from this example, it's not just simply taking 30% multiplied by the $300,000. And that's because the unused proportion could have changed since before 1 July 2021 to 1 July 2023. A second question, a bit of a different one, was asked about how the various exhaustive figures we will see for a client's personal transfer balance cap. Um, the question asked was, if the rounding of a client's personal transfer balance cap is always an increment of $1,000. This is correct. Yes, this, this is absolutely correct. Uh, this simply is due to the mathematics of our method. 
Because we are always rounding down the used proportion to the nearest whole percentage, the resulting unused proportion will also be a whole percentage. A percentage, as you recall, is just a whole number out of 100 or a fraction of 100. If the general transfer balance cap will increment or will index in increments of $100,000, and as we are multiplying this by a fraction of 100, we could simply divide by a a hundred first to get a thousand dollars. Any whole number multiplied by a thousand dollars will simply be a multiple or increment of this. This is why a client's personal transfer balance cap will always be some multiple of a thousand dollars. I will stress here that a client's personal transfer balance cap, remember this concept, is completely different to their cap space, which is their cap less what they have used up. So their cap space is the additional room or the amount we can move into retirement phase now. Their cap space can be any monetary figure expressed, even including the number of cents. Finally, a number of questions were asked about the reporting of a client's personal transfer balance cap on MyGov and whether this figure was accurate. Firstly, I want to remind you of the context of the webinar. One of the main reasons why we spent a lot of time on the formula or the method to work out the index personal transfer balance cap for your clients was because we wanted to estimate a client's personal transfer balance cap that will be or that will apply from 1 July 2023, but we're trying to estimate that before the fact. For example, if you wanted to have an idea about what it would be in future despite providing advice today, one of the major benefits of doing this was because it helped us answer the question of should we start a pension now or should we delay it until 1 July 2023? While, while a client's MyGov will eventually report the index cap after 1 July, likely sometime in August, this will be far too late in terms of working out now whether or not we should start a pension before 1 July or after. With that in mind, the information on the client's MyGov will display data that is generally up to date at least to the last month in the majority of cases. There is an exception to this which involves SMSFs because they do not report transfer balance caps, cap events as timely as non-SMSFs or retail or industry funds. SMSFs may have a quarterly or even an annual reporting timeframe, although this will move to quarterly for all funds from 1 July 2023. Even with this common approach for, S for all SMSFs, any transfer balance cap events that have occurred within the last quarter may not be reflected on the client's MyGov reporting simply because the SMSF has not yet reported this data to the ATO. So please take caution when relying on this information in the context of SMSFs, where you will also need to work closely with the administrator or, the, or their accountant to determine if there have been any transfer balance cap events yet to be reported or be made aware of these recent events. For public offer super funds, they'll have a 10 business day reporting timeframe when reporting transfer balance cap events. While super funds report this information more often compared to SMSFs, the ATO may take some time yet to reflect this data on the client's MyGov. Again, we always want to be aware of and also ask the client if they've made any recent transfer balance cap, cap, cap events in recent times. Um, if all reporting from super funds have been received and these have been reflected by the ATO, the reporting will generally be accurate. 
Of course, there can always be errors. For example, if a Superfund has mistakenly double reported an event, or there may be a transposition error. But in the majority of these cases, the numbers that you'll see will be accurate. Another question during the webinar was why Superfunds do not warn members that they will breach their personal transfer balance cap when they wish to move funds into retirement phase. Now, my answer during the webinar was that while Superfunds report to the ATO, the ATO does not report back to the Superfund. As you can imagine, a particular pension product provider is only aware of the transactions made within this single product. It will not be made aware of any transfer balance cap events made in other products, or even say if we rolled over from a pre-existing income stream to the current one, it will not know about the events for that previous income stream. As this information is not shared by the ATO to anyone other than the client, there is no way for a product to accurately warn a client about a potential excess. This is why it is imperative that the client should be aware of their MyGov reporting and recent transfer balance cap events, and also when an advisor is really going to add value to help their clients navigate and interpret this output. Issues such as this are what our team loves to discuss, not only in our fortnightly BT Academy webinar series, but also when we speak to advisors around strategy and legislation support and formulating advice for their clients. If you missed any webinars um, or my recent webinar on this topic, you can always view them on replay by heading to www.bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. There you'll uh, be able to listen to my recent session uh, as well as rec the recording of all other sessions that we have delivered, all of which will be accredited for CPD's purposes. Our next webinar will be BT Academy episode 60, is a back to, back to the future with advice with Brian Ashenden, taking place on Wednesday the 1st of March at 12pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time. The final report of the quality of advice review has been released, and there are a number of recommendations on their face appear to propose fundamental changes to the advice process. Whilst we await the government's response, it is worth exploring the recommendations and what they could mean for the future advice delivery. To register, head to, to bt.com.au forward slash professional and follow the links to the BT Academy webinar series. Um, in the meantime, if you have any technical questions, you can contact the BT Technical Services team on 1-800-655-901 or by email to technical at btfinancialgroup.com. Thanks for joining me and until next time, bye for now. BT Tech knows and now you know. Join us next time to keep ahead of the curve for strategy, regulatory and industry news. This podcast has been developed for financial advisor use only and provides general information only. It does not take into account any particular individual's objectives, financial situations or needs.